Bakerpedia. The simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Lynn Carson with a PhD in grain sciences. Sharing knowledge and helping you grow connections. Listening to the Baked in Science podcast. Welcome to Baked in Science. I am your host, Lynn Carson, CEO of Bakerpedia, the world's largest online depository of technical baking information. Today, I'll be interviewing Kanta Chanaya and Richard Stark. By the end of this episode, you'd understand how to be FSMA compliant through Killstat validation. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsor, AIB International. In collaboration with the American Bakers Association's Food Technical and Regulatory Affairs Committee and researchers at Kansas State University and the University of Georgia, they created a collection of baking process Killstat calculators to help bakers meet FSMA's Killstat validation requirements. These calculators are now available to download free at www.aibonline.org. And today we have Kanta Chanaya, the Director of Microbiology at AIB International. Welcome, Kanta. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for the opportunity to speak on uh, Killstep Validation Research. Yeah, I mean, this is so much to cover. And thank you for coming on and helping me figure this out with our users and audience. Um, As the Director of Microbiology at AIB, what do you actually do? I'm responsible for uh, conducting uh, kill step validation research, microbial challenge studies, uh, providing environmental monitoring program consulting. Uh, besides, I also teach and train food safety professionals on food safety microbiology related topics. Great. So your experience is very deep in microbiology and understanding microorganisms, right? Yes. Great, because I have a lot of questions for you today. Sure. Um, let's let's start with with the first one about um, you know Killstat, right? Um, we know that FMA, FSMA is requiring Killstat validation for each bakeries, and um, so the these questions are coming out from bakeries and in understanding you know how to do Killstat, how to validate them, and basically on what products. So how do you know which baking calculator to use if your product does not fit into one of the categories? For example, what baking calculator would you use for, say, something like pretzels? Okay, I think that's a great question. But at the end of the day, you know, according to uh, FDA FESMA, that is Food Safety and Modernization Act, uh, the clause 21 CFR 117.165 clearly says that facilities subject to the preventive control requirements in 21 CFR part 117 must validate that the preventive controls are adequate to control the hazard appropriate to the nature of the preventive control and its role in the facilities food safety system. In simple, you know, all the facilities need to validate their preventive controls that are process steps critical for food safety. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, technically, uh, most of these preventive controls are like, you know, thermally processed steps, like, you know, cooking, baking, boiling, roasting, extrusion, right. etc. So in this case, when we started the research, validation research, uh, like five years ago, and uh, 
as you all know like there are more than 2000 products in the market bakery products in the markets so when we start we started with the hamburger bun and so far we have completed nine bakery products custard okay. validation research and also we have developed the calculators so for example i would like to give some information uh, on the number of kills of calculators that we have developed uh, number one is hamburger bun and number two is 100 percent whole wheat multi-grain bread uh, uh -huh. three is uh, round uh, top cake muffins nut muffins crisp cookies soft oh. cookies east rice donuts cheesecake and flour tortillas and for your question on pretzel yeah uh, something currently, like pretzel. yeah currently we do not have a calculator specific to pretzel but in such cases you know uh, i would recommend to do the independent challenge study uh, i think that's the only option right now okay um that's great uh so can the hamburger bun calculator also be used for something like cheesecake oh that's a great question lynn uh so no the answer is no oh uh, no <laughs> what can i do <laughs> no uh fortunately we have a separate kill step calculator for cheesecake i'm going to provide the technical reason why you cannot use hamburger bun calculator for cheesecake uh, all these kill step calculators are based on the microbial kinetic research which is part of the kilstep validation research we have done in the last couple of years uh -huh. so what we have done is we have taken the d and z value which are specific for the uh, salmonella in hamburger bun formula or recipe so those temperature and those parameters are very specific to hamburger buns so that's the reason we always say that uh, you know you cannot use uh, hamburger bun calculators for cheesecake and cheese uh, cake kill step calculator cannot be used for any other bakery product it has to be product specific okay gotcha can the whole wheat bread calculator be used for something like a gluten-free bread product or is there a plan to release one exclusive to gluten-free breads if, if i'm correct yes you can use the 100 uh, percent whole wheat uh, multi-grain pan bread for the you know, gluten-free products and also uh, in our opinion so uh, 100 percent whole wheat multi-grain pan bread uh, can be used for white wheat bread whole grain multi-grain and specialty breads great thanks can we use hamburger bun calculator to validate the oven for clostridium say botulinum and or other pathogens oh lynn uh, this is another great question you know the answer is no oh why not uh, because you know we have done the microbial challenge study using salmonella serovars so the d and z value that we have obtained is only for salmonella oh. so we have not done any other pathogens so uh, probably for clostridium botulinum if that is the pathogen of concern i would recommend to conduct a you know particular separate challenge study or just wait for a few more years okay unfortunately uh, for to develop the calculator okay well salmonella is the most important we all know that yeah. <laughs> has aib considered um incorporating listeria into the calculators wow that's another great question uh yeah. initially uh, when we did the risk analysis like four or five years ago salmonella 
was the main pathogen of concern. That's why we used uh, Salmonella in all our kill step uh, calculators and kill, kill step validation research. But recently, there were a lot of requests to include uh, Listeria monocyta genes as well as E. coli O121. So in, in the current study, we are working on bar kill step, calidation, uh, kill step validation research, and we are using Salmonella, uh, Listeria, monocytogenes, and E. coli mm -hmm. O121. So once we complete the research, probably by the end of December, we plan to release uh, three separate calculators for bars. One is specifically for Salmonella, one is specifically for Listeria monocytogenes, yeah and one specifically for E. coli O121. Now oh, that's great to hear. You know, um, some bakeries say they do not have preventative controls for their baking process due to high temperatures of the oven, and therefore a validation is not required for FSMA regulations. Is this, um, is, is a validation needed for bakeries that have not identified the oven heating as a preventive control? Okay, I think that's a, another good question. So at the end of the day, whether you consider as a CCP or a treatment or not as CCP, at the end of the day, manufacturer will be completely responsible to make sure that finished product is safe. And now the FDA FESMA uh, clause 117.165 clearly says that, you know, you need to validate all the preventive controls that are process steps and critical for food safety. You know, apart from uh, complying to uh, FDA FESMA regulation, from food safety point of view, it's very, very important to have the validation completed before you release the products to the market. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Does then every line oven need validation? Uh, technically, yes. Every line uh, need to be validated. But if you come up with a good scientific justification, then probably you can avoid doing every line. But oh. you need to come up with a good risk analysis and good scientific justification. That's good to know. What What if I have many products? Do I need to have data on each one or can I group them? Yes, if it's the same product of different size, probably you can come up with a you know, uh, worst case scenario, like you know, based on the product size, then uh, you can provide a good scientific, you have to provide a good scientific justification. Then I think it should be okay uh, for an auditor. Okay, sounds good. Um, so if... If I'm a bakery and we have validated the baking process for a product at one facility, could the same validation be applied to another facility if the process, baking equipment, make model, and product under scope is not going to change? Uh, Lynn, I think uh, this is the most commonly asked question. My right. answer would be no. Because, for example, uh, if, 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 if I have it, two facilities, one in Europe or one in America right. uh, or one in New York and one in Dallas area, uh, uh, Texas. So even though we have the same equipment, you know, time temperature parameters and product, but the raw ingredients are different and uh, the SOPs are different, the GMP That's practices true. are different, the yeah. total environmental conditions are different. Again, right. last but not the least, the employees are totally different. 
and adi- additionally the incoming air and water is totally different yeah. so because of all these reasons this is very important to validate it is very important to validate at both locations Oh, darn it. I was just hoping for the fact that you could say yes, because it's the same product anyway. But what you just say, it all makes sense. I mean, everything down to, you know, the employees and the incoming is all different. So that's why, you know, Even we the, have to... And also the, the pest activity is different, you know. Yeah, you're right. Different class in different, uh, yeah. different places. You're right. Temperate climate versus, you know, uh, you know, definitely the pest activities are different. And, you know, pest can act as a you know, source of contamination. That's true. Potential vectors. Right. So that's the reason we always say that, you know, you have to validate for your product and for that particular... For the pest. facility. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we made it clear in this podcast that... Bakers out there, regardless of where you are, each facility and each product needs to have validation. Okay. Um, so if that happens, how often should you perform the kill set validation on your product? Okay. This is another important question. So FDA uses the term food safety plan and mm-hmm. validation is part of the food safety plan. So according to FDA, uh, once in three years, you need to revalidate your food safety plan uh, because validation is part of the food safety plan. So if there is no change, uh, significant change in the HACCP plan, you know, time temperature parameters, equipments, then you don't have to revalidate, but you have to provide a good scientific justification. Good. Yeah, good. Or, or whenever the HACCP demands, you need to revalidate immediately. Okay. Um, so let's take a few steps back for certain bakers who haven't um, started on this journey yet. What kind of temperature profiler or data, data logger do you recommend that's, or that's needed to validate an oven? Okay, uh, there are uh, N number of data loggers available uh, in the world and uh, I would recommend to use uh, a calibrated uh, data logger and also uh, I would uh, recommend uh, ECD mold data logger although uh, we don't sponsor you know third-party product and services in our research we used uh, ECD mold data logger with six probes okay and and, and there's another product on the market called Scorpia too right I mean, that yes. has the same thing? Yes, okay. yes. Scorpion too, yeah. They, they use uh, AIB uh, Killstep Calculator formula. Yes, you know, one right. can use that. And yep. is there any other um, instruments out there for consideration? Um, I, I don't remember on top of my mind, but, you know, there are a number of, you know, data loggers available and people are free to use any data logger. Yeah, but, it's just... Uh, I mean, if there is like, say, an FDA audit, would they disagree with the kind of data logger you have or they, they are just interested in the data? I think they are just interested in the scientific data. Okay, got it. Because at the end of the day, validation is nothing but providing a scientific proof. That you did so, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, so when the baking step is identified as a preventive control and the kill set calculator is used to validate this, what is considered the monitoring portion? Would this be the temperature or time? You are correct. You know, the temperature and time, you know, once in a while, it is better to, you know, uh, monitor the temperature and time, make sure that, you know, you're getting the right temperature 
uh, in the worst case line. Okay, so it has to be temperature and time. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, got because, it. Because you know the FDA uh, approach for validation is more about the temperature and time. Okay, got it. Um, what type of peer-reviewed scientific publications can be used as an evidence of validation, and where if they if they exist, where can, where can they be found? So in, in general, all the scientific publications like peer-reviewed manuscripts such as Journal of Food Protection, International Journal of Food Microbiology, if, you, if there is some uh, article that talks about uh, you know, the particular product and if that matches with our product, so definitely we can print that whole uh, document, you know, the scientific article and keep it in our HACCP file as a supporting documentations. So at the end of the day, it has to be a peer-reviewed scientific journal article. Okay. And um, can we use AIB's resource for that? Or where can they yeah. go for that? De definitely, you know, uh, in fact, uh, uh, as I said earlier, we have been doing this research for the last uh, five years. And uh, part of our objective is to publish our research in a peer-reviewed manuscripts. And uh, for your information, we have published Hamburger Bun in Journal of Food Protection in 2016. And in 2017, we published uh, a Muffin Manuscript in International Journal of uh, Food Microbiology. And recently, our donut uh, kill step validation manuscript has been accepted by the Journal of Foodborne Pathogen and Diseases, and it will be published in the December edition. So all these manuscripts have been uh, like we have paid the necessary fees to make it open access. So we have provided the links in our AIB websites. Great. So we request all the bakers to go to our website and download the articles and That's keep awesome. it in their HACCP file to you know, uh, support their validation. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you guys have all these in one place so that you know, our listeners can just go there and grab those references. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, one more, a couple more questions on you know, the kill step. For example, like really, really want to know, right, the food safety aspect of you know, uh, killing the bacteria. And um, how do you know on baking process calculator that you have reached a five log reduction? Obviously, five log is standard. So how do we know if we've reached a five log reduction? So, so technically, there is no uh, requirement from the regulatory agencies in, in oh. the U.S. at least, to the best okay. of my knowledge. But typically, a five log reduction is considered as an industry standard. So... Uh, if we achieve that five log reduction using the kill step validation study or you know microbial challenge study, I think uh, that will provide a very good uh, food safety parameters to the finished product. Okay, great. So, um, do you have any last words on uh, advice or recommendation for a bakery that is going to embark on this journey? Okay, initially, like for any product, you know, uh, if there is no uh, peer-reviewed publication is available and uh, definitely they have to go for a challenge study, yeah. I always uh, suggest them to do a challenge study in a third-party lab, like BSL oh. level 2 third-party lab, mm -hmm. instead of doing in-plant validation. Uh, mm -hmm. That's my first re recommendation. That's a so good idea. I, 
first uh, you have to do a good literature review identify the pathogen of concerns in your product then identify a third party lab uh, probably you can you know uh, go to any uh, land grant university uh, yeah. to food science department you know or you can contact a before that okay so i think uh, uh, that's the best place to you know uh, start with and uh, you know conduct the research and prepare the report and keep it keep the report in your hasa file as a, a documentary evidence uh, to comply fesma requirement that's awesome that's a great great hint uh, well kanta thank you for answering all my questions thank you so much len i appreciate uh, your time for this i hope this was useful yeah at least all our listeners now can appreciate the resources that aib has you know put together to help bakers so thank you for coming on to our show thank you so much len and uh, last but not the least i would like to thank my uh, collaborators uh, at kansas state university university of georgia athens Washington State University and American Bakers Associations EF Track Committee for all their support. Wow, that's uh, just a whole bunch research. of people, you know, pulling yes. together to make this happen, right? We we've yeah. never known that. So, that's thanks true. for pointing that's it true. out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you know that FSMA requires bakers to scientifically validate their kill step processes? AIB International, today's sponsor, equips bakeries to evaluate their ovens as a kill step with the use of their free baking process kill step calculators. Use the generated report as supporting documentation for FISMA's verification and validation process. Make sure you stop by www.aibonline.org to download your free calculator, all right? Today, we have Richard Stark of Reading Thermal. Hi, Richard. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, what do you do as the director at Reading Thermal, Richard? Well, I basically I'm managing an engineering group. Um, there are seven of us, and we are a, a small uh, engineering group that's uh, totally focused on the Scorpion data logging measurement system. That's our uh, that's our our focus. So one of the reasons why I called on you today on the expertise is because of the FSMA kill step regulation. Um, as far as I know, you do have a lot of experience with this, so I have some questions for you today. Um, let's start. You know, just take a step back and understand a little bit about this piece of legislation. Where did it come from? It came from uh, during the Obama uh, years, back in uh, like 2012, 2013. Uh, the, basically what happened was the, the FDA was instructed to like take a proactive role in avoiding uh, pathogens in the food chain versus in previous years, it was always like a reactive when something would go wrong, then the FDA would get involved and try to find out why. Right. But FISMA, that legislation uh, basically was putting FDA, the FDA in a proactive avoidance type of a role. And that happened back in like 2013, 2014 is when it started to come about. And then it was signed into law uh, in September of 2015. 
And it really puzzles a lot of bakeries because after all, doesn't the oven kill everything? Yes, that's, uh, that's what everyone has always assumed. Right. And for the most part, that's true. There are situations where, uh, you know, in food safety terms, scientists are looking for what's called a five log kill of, mm -hmm. say, salmonella. Um, there are cases where you will not get a five log kill, so you will have to adjust your process. But in most instances, that's uh, it's very easy to get a, a five log kill, like especially in bread and bun applications. That's um, true because, yeah, you know, most bread and buns, it's a little drier, um, more fluffy. But I think what we're concerned about in the baking industry are the more um, dense products like, you know, um, cheesecakes and you know, the high fiber product um, kind of uh, mixed sugar, mixed dairy kind of system that's really hard to, you know, it's kind of challenging to get five log reduction. You know, am I right? Yes. Um, you know, another example is like large, um, soft cookies where there's inclusions, say chocolate chips or uh, white chocolate chunks or, uh -huh. you know, those, you know, by their very nature, they're baked um, so that they're soft. You know, the end product is soft. So you're not doing a lot of baking. Um, by their, you know, the very nature. So you have to be careful with those products because you may not be hitting a five log kill. That's true. So when was the kill step implemented and what kind of bakeries need to conform to it? Well, like I said, it was signed into law in September of 2015. And basically what that did was it started a series of uh, compliance deadlines, let's call them. There was a right. So that's my question: is like, when does everybody need to comply by? <laughs> right. So there was a three-year phase-in. So in uh, September of 2016, it was a deadline for all the bakeries that had you know greater than 500 employees. Mm -hmm. And then September 2017, it was less than 500 employees. Okay. And now the last phase of it was September 2018 where everyone that is less than a million dollars in sales per year is, uh, needs to be in compliance. Wow. So this means that the FDA can now audit any commercial bakery and be looking for what we refer to as a food safety report that shows that your oven is a kill step. Wow. And what would happen to bakeries if the FDA just came in and can't find this kind of reporting? Well, I guess the worst case situation would be they would shut you down, shut the line down until you actually did a kill step validation. Okay. I think, I think it a, a lot of what's required is you need to show, as a bakery, you need to show an attempt at trying to meet these FSMA guidelines. Skill, okay. kill step validation is, you know, one portion of FSMA, but there right. is a whole bunch of guidelines that need to be met. So, you know, if you're someone that is totally ignoring this stuff, I don't know, the FDA might 
shut the line down. That's true. I um, mean, after all, if you follow all the steps, I think you won't have any kind of food safety issue, you know. But when a food safety really a food safety issue really arises, then you know that's where, you know. Uh, a kill step, you know, is really important in understanding the food safety aspect of the product. Um, right. It's it, interesting. Yeah. I, you know, being in this business, we do hear stories where the FDA is basically showing up and knocking on the door. Oh, wow. That's scary. <laughs> um, there was one case where the company had the kill step validation reports. Oh, that's and good. The FDA was really happy to see that, and uh, yeah, so, so they so, are they are uh, they are you know coming around and and looking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, in your experience, what products can be analyzed or needs to be analyzed using Killset validation? Is it all products, or there are some products like we know for sure bread and rolls doesn't need to be analyzed because it's historically been proven to have five log reduction. Uh, as far, that does not um, allow you to not prove it. Okay. It's interesting. A little story, right on my desk or, or on the side of my desk, I have an ad uh -huh. that was actually uh, placed in baking and snack back in uh, November of 2015 by AIB. And I saved this because I loved this ad. The title of it says prove it and basically uh, what AIB was explaining in this ad is that even though for you know as long as we can remember you didn't have to think about uh, kill step validation of a bread and above a bun oven but now you need to prove it um, so all products all baked products commercially baked products fall under this uh, under this law okay so in that aspect what are the necessary kill step equipment needed to run an analysis it's actually really pretty simple in terms of what kind of equipment you need mm -hmm. basically you need some kind of a data logger mm -hmm. uh, that you can attach uh, thermocouples right and you take these thermocouples and you insert them in your product. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's bread, you're trying to get to the center of a loaf. If it's a cookie, you're trying to get to the center of a cookie. Um, cheesecakes, donuts, you know. So it's really simple equipment. It's just a temperature data logging device that you can attach thermocouples to. That's and great. If you can make, the bottom line is, is if you can make core temperature measurements, Mm -hmm. through your process so that you have time and temperature of the core of the product. Mm -hmm. You can then feed that data into, you know, various calculators to calculate this. So in your experience, what is the tricky part about a kill step analysis? The tricky part is probably, um, it's probably two parts to it. The first is, collecting all the data okay so there there is a lot in order to meet the protocols that have actually been published by AIV in order to meet the protocols and satisfy the statistics of you know collecting the data 
and so forth. There's a lot of data that needs to be collected. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have a five-strap loaf pan of pan bread, okay? Mm -hmm. And let's say there's 15 lanes in a large, wide bread oven, okay? So now you have five times 15, okay? Then you have to do each one of those lanes three times. Wow. So if you do that math, you come up to 225 core temperature profiles you need just to get started to find the coolest lane in that oven. Oh, okay? my gosh. <laughs> right? So there's a lot of profiles to manage. Yeah, that's true. Then, then once, you have, once you find the coolest lane, you then focus on that particular lane and do two more runs. Okay, so that you have five in that coolest lane, right? So there's, it's a lot of data. So yeah, what, what I'm getting at, I guess, is the data logging part is easy. It's the gathering of data and the analysis part, which is tricky. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it's dealing with all of that data and now trying to find the one core temperature that was the coolest or took uh -huh. the longest amount of time to hit 170 degrees F. Right. Okay. Out of all that data, you need to find that one. And that's the data set. That's the channel. That's the core temperature that you then calculate the lethality on and determine the cumulative log reduction. Okay. Got it. Um, that is not just tricky, but complicated as well. Um, how would you, um, or the folks at Thermal, uh, at Reading Thermal, um, offer a solution for this? Okay, so we, the way we got involved with this mm -hmm. um, is, uh, was back in, uh, um, let me see here, when was that? We were at, uh, at EBA in 2015, actually. Right. And, the way we got involved is uh, Brian Strouts from AIB and uh, Andre Bain from AIB. They, Brian is the VP and, and Andre is the president of AIB. Correct. They, uh, they contacted us. They contacted Reading Thermal asking for help in data collection. Uh -huh. Okay, because they knew that we, you know, Reading Thermal using the scoring Scorpion, we've been collecting core temperature data for years. It's just we never thought about, you know, using it to calculate lethality. We were measuring core temperature data and oven profiles, you know, for process technology reasons. Um, but that's how we got involved. And what, what we did is we quickly realized that we, trying to manage all this data and, you know, working with it in Excel, you know, collecting data in one, um, you know, in one system and then exporting it and putting it into Excel and copying and pasting. And it was very, very uh, cumbersome and also error prone. I mean, you know, if you work with Excel, you know, you can make errors pretty easy. So what we did was we thought, well, no, wait a minute. If we're measuring the core temperature with our Scorpion, 
why don't we just put the lethality equations into the software and we will have a way to enter what's called the heat tolerance coefficients that AIB is generating for each of these kill step calculators as they refer to them. So that way the user, if you can measure the core temperature, you can analyze the data and produce the food safety report without ever leaving you know, the Scorpion system. So that was our That's goal. True. Right. And we, uh, we released that actually at IAFP in 2016, uh -huh. I believe it was. That's great. Um, with, uh, with this particular um, analysis tool of yours, what products have you had success with? I think we, you, can, you can pretty much say that we've had success with all of the products that AIB has released coefficients for. Okay. which I believe there's nine of them. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's nine different products from cheesecakes to muffins, um, donuts, bread, bun, hard cookies, soft cookies. Um, we've been in all of those businesses. And, uh, you know, it, it's, really, it's really just a matter of how do you get that core temperature data on a, on a production line that's moving – at speed and, and so forth. And once you get that down, you collect the data and you can produce the reports. So in a usual production setting, um, this sounds like a lot to digest. Is it hard to train a team on kill step analysis? And what does, you know, Reading Thermal do to help bakers in this process? It's, uh, excuse me, it's not, it's not too difficult to do the training because once you, you know, see the oven and see the product and you determine exactly what the protocol is you're going to follow to collect the data, that's, it's not too bad. Now, what, what Reading Thermal has been doing is so far we have, we made the decision early on that we're going to stay out of the business of validating ovens. Okay, and the reason for doing that is we're not microbiologists, okay? Mm -hmm. So we can't make the determination, you know, if you have a particular product that isn't exactly what AIB has released the coefficients for, then you have to do some adjustments to these heat tolerance coefficients, and we don't have that capability. We're not microbiologists. So really what that does is it limits us to nine products because that's what has been published. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we say, okay, we're not going to do this measurement for you. We're not going to come to your plant and validate your ovens, but what we will do right. is supply you with the necessary tools, the okay. equipment to do this. And if you like, we will come and we will train you how to use the equipment you know, collect the data, all the tricks that we use to measure core temperature of all these various products and show you how to use the software to produce the food safety report that the FDA is interested in. That's awesome. I mean, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot to do. And I'm glad that you guys are in the business of helping 
bakers set up, you know, the kill step process and to be able to an- analyze it, you know, is there any kind of guarantee that you can provide to a baker after some uh, kill step, you know, uh, uh, training? Are you able to guarantee that they are able to meet FDA minimum requirements? Um, like, I, I, th- I think, is, is there an expectation that they're going to get a five lot reduction? Or are you going to help them to get there? I guess that's a well, question. Well, certainly. Yep. Um, there, I, actually, there is a, a, a uh, we were involved with a kill step validation uh, about two years ago. Uh-huh. And the company did not hit a five log kill uh-huh. on this particular uh, cookie product. And we did help them to achieve it. Um, and because what we can then do is we can use all the other tools that are in the Scorpion, you know, toolbox Correct. to alter the oven profile to get that oh, uh, core temperature wow. up to that 170 degrees quicker and, you know, get get the five watt kill. So we can help. Um, That's awesome that. to know. Yeah, because, you, you know, bakers are out there just scrambling for answers on this one. So, well, um, thanks so much for coming on to my show today. Um, is there any last words you want to share with bakers out there facing this uh, daunting challenge of kill step analysis? Uh, I would say that, you know, many times people are a bit afraid of this. Um, and there really is no reason to be afraid of it. There, we, there are the tools Mm that the software is very easy to use. It can be done and it's really not all that expensive, um, to do this. And it all will allow you, the baker to basically self validate because one of the things you have to keep in mind with this law is that. Once you validate, you know, you do a kill step validation on a particular process, if that process changes in any way, you start altering the temperature profile or the speeds of the conveyor, you have to revalidate. That's true. Okay. To be, to satisfy the FDA. So the best thing to do is to have your own toolkit to do this. Great. That is a lot of information, um, Richard. Uh, If our bakers have any more questions, how can they reach you? You can easily reach me at, you know, richard.stark at readingthermal.com. And that's that's S-T-A-R-K-E, right? Stark? Correct. Okay. Yeah, richard.stark at readingthermal.com. Great. Uh, You can also just go to the website and you will see... Um, places there to contact us and ask us questions and um, there's loads of information on there about food safety and um, yeah that's great thank you Richard thanks for coming on today oh thank you thank you very much bye 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 before I go please like comment and subscribe to Baked in Science till the next episode bakers Please keep out of trouble with the FDA by running your kill step validation, okay?